Welcome to the Right Way Christian Center podcast. Here at Right Way, we exist so that people may know God personally, grow in God relentlessly, and show God compassionately. We hope that you grow because of this message today. And all right, turn to uh, fest, for, for, this, huh? First Thessalonians chapter 5. Actually, you may want to pay a little close attention to our, our monitors today because uh, a lot of stuff I'll be quoting today, I'll be quoting out of the New Living Translation. And those of you that have the smartphone, you're good. Flip phones, you're in trouble. You can turn to the monitors. Uh, <clears throat> and, and then I'll be also quoting a lot out of the Passion Translation on today. Father, I move out of the way. You're in charge. All of you, none of me, more of you, less of me. See through my eyes, hear through my ears, let them see, hear, and say, no man except Jesus the Christ, ministering and speaking these words of life unto their being. And God will give you the glory, the honor, and the praise. In Jesus' name, all of God's people said amen. All right, so we're, we're, we're teaching and, and pouring out, rather, this theme that God has given us for 2022, which is the word revive. Come on, say revive. revive. Just a little review. And by definition, this word revive means to refresh. It means to breathe new life into. It, it means to renew. It means to energize. The word revive means to bring back, to restore to life or consciousness. It means to give new strength or energy to. And so when we talk about revive, we, we're talking about the church and you, the believer, being revived uh, spirit, soul, and body. Come on, say the whole man. Say whole life, prosperity. So prosperity, and, and we're not talking about prosperity, but prospect, we are talking about prosperity. But prosperity does not just deal with money. First Thessalonians chapter 5, there at verse 23, the message Bible says, listen carefully. <clears throat> May God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body and keep you fit for the coming of our master Jesus Christ the one who called you is completely dependable if he said it he'll do it now that's 23 and 24 in the message Bible but look what the scripture says that God is going to make you holy and whole and he's going to do it spirit soul and body do you see that there and, and we've been leaving out we, we, we've, been, we've been tiptoeing on the soul and leaving out the body. But the scripture says that God is going to make us whole spirit. So God wants to revive us spirit, soul. God wants to energize. God wants to refresh. God wants to breathe new life into. God wants to bring new consciousness to you spirit, soul, and body. Come on, say all of me. See, Jesus died on the cross for all of you and not just some of you. Hallelujah. And so here's a side note. Holiness and holy, I'm, I'm sorry, holiness and wholeness is health. Amen. Amen. See, we, we, we took holiness and you got to have on the right clothes and you got to have the, all the right mannerism. But according to scripture, holiness and wholeness is health. Come on, say health. Yeah. Now watch this. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 5 through 8. We're going to read it in the Passion Bible. And, 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 and the prophet is going to talk about the type of fast that God has called. You saw this before. And the results that we should see in our lives 
as the result of a fast that God has called. Woo! Look, the Bible says, do you think I'm impressed with that kind of fast? Is it just a day to, start your, to starve your bodies, make others think you're humble, lie down in sackcloth and ashes? Do you call that a fast? Do you think I, Yahweh will be pleased with that? This is the kind of fast I desire. Remove the heavy chains of oppression. Stop exploiting your workers. Set free the crushed and, and mistreated. Break off every yoke of bondage. Share your food with the hungry. Provide for the homeless and bring them into your home. Clothe the naked. Don't turn your back on your own flesh and blood. Oh, see, in this generation, we got to cut your family off generation. And God say, okay, that's a whole nother message. Look what the Bible says. Then my favor will bathe you in sunlight until you're like the dawn bursting through the dark night. See, when we don't get the, the, the bathing in the sunlight and the dawn of the bursting in the dark night, then we have to come up with products that will make us look like we're bathed in the light. Highlights that will make us look like we're bathed in the night. Spray that will make us look like we're bathed in the night excessive spending on clothing to make us look like we're bathed. But God say the type of fast I call will give to you all of those things that you're spending money for. It goes on to say, and then suddenly your healing will manifest. My God, you will see your righteousness march out before you. And the glory of Yahweh will protect you from all harm. So let's go back over our revived theme statement from last week. And I said it is important that the church be dressed properly. The church is to be suited in Christ. So we need this in Christ revelation. Come on, say the in Christ revelation. Now, now, now watch this, watch this. Um, and it is this revelation that provides protection, prosperity, Promise and perseverance. Say those protection, prosperity, promise, and perseverance. Now, the, the one of those that I want to focus on for today is that word promise. Come on, say promise. And so watch this now. Healing and health fall under promise. So if you hadn't picked it up yet, I'm going to be talking about health on today. Are you ready? A little challenging, but God wants his body healthy. I said on last week that what COVID did was tell on the church and exposed the church weaknesses and where we've been flawed at. Now, you may not agree with that, but, you know, just let me state my case and then you make your righteous decision. Hear this point. Uh, I'm sorry. Isaiah 53, 4 through 5 in the New Living Translation. Healing and health falls under promise. Say that. Healing and health falls under promises. And the Bible says all of God's promises are yea and amen to the glory of God. So if healing and health falls under promise and the promise is to give glory to God, then sickness don't give glory to God. And therefore, it's not a promise. 
And then if it's not a promise, then the believer shouldn't be in. Listen, Isaiah 54, 4 through 5, New Living Translation, or also found it in 1 Peter 2 and 24. It says, uh, yet it was our weaknesses he being Jesus carried. It was our sorrows that weighed him down. And we thought his troubles were a punishment from God, a punishment for his own sins. But he was pierced for our rebellion, crushed for our sins, he was beaten so we could be whole. He was whipped so we could be healed. Woo! So hear this. Um, food, and, and, and they, I'll correct that in my notes so they can, they, that may be why they didn't write that down. Food was given for nourishment. That word nourishment means sustenance. Food was given for nourishment. Now, this word sustenance, it means a means of support. It means maintenance or the act of sustaining something that gives support, endurance, or strength. Did you hear that? Food was given for nourishment. Come on, say nourishment. That word nourishment means sustenance. And sustenance is a means of support. So now this is what food should be doing to our body. A means of support. So God gave us food to support his promise of healing and health. Amen. It's, it's for maintenance. So God gave us food so that we can maintain the promise of healing and health. It was an act of sustaining something. So God gave us food so that we could sustain the promise of wholeness and health. Oh, oh, oh. It's made for endurance or it's made for strength. Well, Exodus 23, 25 says that God will bless our water and he'll bless our bread. And I got to meditating on that word bread and I'm like, okay, God, you bread. What do you? And he said food. So he'll bless our water and he'll bless our food. Well, food is a substance consisting essentially of protein, carbohydrates, fats, and other nutrients used in the body of an organism to sustain growth and vital processes and to furnish energy. I'm messing with some of y'all favorite meals now, don't I? See, because... We really weren't supposed to get to eat and get sleepy. We were supposed to eat and energize because food is for nourishment and it's to bring energy, not tiredness. I'm kicking myself to you. Come on, we might as well go here because too many of us dying, especially in our community. And nobody wants to have the discussion, but under promise falls healing and health. And it's more than you just waiting for somebody to lay hands on you. You lay hands on you every time you pick up the fork. Every time you take the spoon, you better catch it in the spirit. You are laying hands. Well, the question is, are they healing hands? In the hand, is it that that will promote healing and health? Are you always... Enjoying it or are you eating to sustain your life? 
so you can fulfill the promise of living long on the earth and declaring the salvation of the Lord. Are you living to see the 80 and 120 years? Or are you eating like you're going to die tomorrow? Say, why did I come here today? Because you want to live. Because you want to live. I'm gonna be a good. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be a good. I'm gonna be a whole pastor to you, Amen. spirit. So I'm just gonna stop here. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna talk about myself for a minute. Some of y'all don't sow into my life enough. You say thank you, pastor, but you don't sow into my life. My life enough. First Corinthians nine. Bible says, if I sow unto you spiritual things, is it a great thing that I reap your corner? It's biblical. That there be an exchange of my time in the presence of God to give you what you need to sustain you. And the return is you're supposed to bless to sustain me. That's biblical. And see, you let folks try to push that stuff and talk about pastor taking all your money. Well, then you're going to you're gonna have to get on Moses. You're going to have to get on Elijah. You're going to have to get on Paul. You're going to have to get on Jesus. That woman with the alabaster box came in and poured a year's worth of wages on his feet. And Judah said, hey, man, we can use that money for, for to poor. Jesus said, you'll have the poor with you always. Oh, right now it ain't about giving to the poor. It's about giving to me. You ain't doing it enough. I am part of the blessing in your life. Amen. Amen. You just say, I am part of the blessing in your life. People will give quicker to the brick and mortar than they will give to the person that the brick and mortar came out of. Praise the Lord. Let's move on. Not that I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that will abound to your account. Because one word from God can change your whole life. And he said, I'll give you pastors after my own heart, which will feed you with wisdom and knowledge. And when you be multiplied, so the purpose of our relationship is so that you multiply. Right now, today, the purpose of this relationship is so that I don't bury you early. Too many funerals with people in their 50s, in their 40s. Where are the people in their 80s at? People in their 90s. Where, where are people that just slept on out of here? You're going to see it in the Word of God. See, I told you there's a degeneration and at the same time, and then there was regeneration. When man ate the tree, there's degeneration. God, he ate from the tree, and degeneration was with every generation, they start getting further and further away from God, so they start making stuff up and stop accepting the truth of what God said. But at the same time, God implemented regeneration so that with sacrifice, we can stay close to him, and we need to stay close to him. Now listen, listen, please listen today. Turn your ears on and hear me. Plus, you shouldn't have any food on the stove at home today anyway. You ain't got no choice but to listen. I got news for you, though, if you let me get out of here in time. Uh, where was I at? Food, let me repeat this is a substance consisting essentially of protein, carbohydrates, fats, and other nutrients used, say used, so the body needs to use the food, right, to sustain growth, vital processes, and to furnish energy. Now, 1 Timothy chapter 4, at 3 through 5 in the New Living Translation says, they will say it is wrong to be married and wrong to eat certain foods. He's talking about in the last days. But God created those foods to be eaten with thanks by faithful people who know the truth. 
since everything God created is good, we should not reject any of it, but receive it with thanks. For we know it is made acceptable by the word of God and prayer. Now, you got to put that and keep it in context. Because he's not saying just because you can bless it, you can eat it. Because it may be good to eat, but not good for you. So if it's not good for your body, it's not good. That, that, that scripture don't now sit on your, so you can't even bless it if it's not good for your body. All of you know my pork story. Hadn't had me, uh, me and Deacon Josh was talking in the back. I told him I hadn't touched pork in over 23 years. Matter of fact, my kids, they were too young to eat it at that time. They had never had pork in my house. The first time they got pork is when they went somewhere else, and they was like, oh, my God, pork chops are amazing. I'm like, where you get a pork chop from? <laughs> now, now, that's a joke, but I want you to hold on to that joke because that joke has some deep significance to it. Listen to this statement. You can't bless what your body rejects. Your body is, is talking to us uh, and telling us what blesses it. But are we, or are we learn, or have we learned how to hear our bodies, or are we more concerned with taste than healing? In, in, in 1 Timothy 5:23, listen, Paul told Timothy that instead of drinking only water, he told him to drink a little wine for the sake of your stomach because you are sick so often. So Paul said, you're not going to just flush it out with water. He said, you're going to take wine, and, and the wine will treat the infirmity that shows up in your body. Now listen to this, because that wasn't me giving you permission. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. I know y'all, I know y'all, I know you. Some of y'all praise on the inside. <laughs> that ain't what I said. That's what Paul told Timothy. <laughs> Listen to this, y'all so crazy. Listen. Listen to this. Okay, let's get serious. And by inspiration of Holy Spirit. And as, as the one that is responsible for watching over your soul, I'm saying that our health is not only connected to the stripes of Jesus. It's not only connected to our confession of faith in agreement with the word of God. It's not only connected to us blessing our food before we receive it in our bodies, but our health it's also connected to us policing our food to make sure that our food is not only good to taste, but life-giving to our bodies. That is word policing our food. Come on, say police your food. Look at somebody. You, you got a mask on. Say police your food. Now, what do I mean when I say police? Policing means you got to regulate you got to oversee, and you got to give order to. Y'all listening to me? You got to police your food. Now, why? See, let me. I want. I want. I stuck something in here right now, and I just want you to hear Pastor's heart. You do with it after you hear what you want to do with it. Some of you may throw all of this message away. Do what you want to do. Let me say something. I'm not saying that we should have times that we enjoy eating. And that we go to it for the taste. I'm not saying that we can't 
throw a little toss of a little Krispy Kreme and a, you know, a little banana pudding. You get what I'm saying? A little sweet potato pie. I better stop because we all, <laughs> I don't want to with nobody. Just eat with your mind right now. Just eat with your mind right now. That, that, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is, what I am saying is, you got, you got to be, you, you got to be a, pe- a better police of, of eating to live rather than eating for enjoyment. Because the eating to enjoy don't produce life. It doesn't sustain life. Are you listening to me? It, do, it doesn't revive. It may revive your taste buds, but it doesn't revive your body. And when we look at the balance of our diets and our eating habits, we are more on the taste side than we are on the health side. And then we're confessing long life. Spirit, soul, and body. Your mouth is a part of your body. So you're confessing healing with your mouth, but your body ain't saying the same. Your, your mind, you, you know you know what I'm saying. It ain't all together. The three have to come together. They are in support one to another. Are you listening to me? Now, 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 here's this statement. We need to know our family's history. I'm going to take a little street here real quick. Listen to me carefully. We need to know our family history. We must talk about uh, what's in our family. We must talk about what's in our family. We got to stop saying that the person was sick, fave, and just died and not have the discussion on what caused the death. Please listen. No disrespect, colorful, because these aren't the type of conversations that we have. They died. Don't worry about it. We keep everything private. No, we need to know. We need to know what happened to granddaddy and why it happened to his brother and why it happened to his brother. We need to know. But the sad irony is we're so broke in family that we can't even have the discussions because some of us have no relationship with dad and mama and don't even know who dad and mama is. So we got stuff we're fighting against and don't even know what it is so we can fight right. Now, We must have this conversation, not so that we can claim it, but so that we can put it under the blood of Jesus spiritually and police it in our natural bodies. You got that? Most things that grow inside of the body comes from something that was put in it that changed the order chemistry inside of our body, bringing to life the the abnormality or the sickness. So most stuff was put in. Now, now listen carefully, listen carefully, listen carefully. If through the family bloodline, we have history of things that the family has been subjected to, that is information that we use to our advantage because now we can police foods and eating habits that promoted it. We can eat the right foods that fight it. We can speak the word of God against it and find the herbs, minerals, and organic means of staying healed from it. Let me read that again. If through the family bloodline we have history of things that the family has been subjected to 
that information, uh, we can use it to our advantage because now we can police foods and eating habits that promoted it. We can eat the right foods that will fight it. We can speak the word of God against it and find the herbs, the minerals, and the organic resources to stay healed from it. So it's a conversation that we should not have been running from. It's a conversation that we should have been having. Grandmama got high blood pressure because. Okay, well, I know I can't do that right there because that's a friend to high blood pressure. But you'll go ahead on and bless the chitlins too. I may pick with a couple of your foods. We are blessing stuff that has been, I'm hearing progenitor, I don't know what that word is, but we're blessing stuff that has been the friend to stuff that has been dominant in our bloodline that wasn't for our good. And we won't stop. We come up in the church so ignorantly. I'm under the blood. I'm under the blood. Yes, you are. But what are you giving to your blood? The guy on Instagram. Here's a side note. It's not enough to tell the doctor that it doesn't run in my family if you are letting it run in the family by eating the things that run it. That was good, wasn't it? I like that. I like that. I like that. Here's a, here's a side study. Deuteronomy chapter 7. I don't have enough time. I want to get through this. Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 1 through 6. Now, let me slow down. If I don't, if I don't finish it up, we'll, 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 we'll take two Sundays to deal with this. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Look at verses 1 through 6. Let's read a little bit. Let's, are y'all okay? You can tell the truth. Some of y'all a little mad at me. Okay, all right, all right. I thought somebody was going to say yes. <laughs> That's all I told you to tell the truth. Don't lie in the church. Now, don't lie. Don't lie. Deuteronomy. <laughs> Dude, somebody say yes over there. Deuteronomy chapter 7. My, my daughter said yes. Okay. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Let's read verses 1 through 6. I want to pull something out right here. It says, When the Lord God shall bring thee into the land whither thou goest to possess it, and hast cast out many nations before thee, the Hittites, the Girgashites, the Amorites, the Canaanites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites, seven nations greater and mightier than thou. And when the Lord thy God shall deliver thee, uh, deliver them before thee, thou shalt smite them and utterly destroy them. And thou shalt make no covenant, catch that, no covenant with them, nor show mercy unto them. Neither shall thou make marriage with them. Catch that. You got a Bible. See, I got that highlighted in my Bible. Neither make marriage with them. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shall thou take unto thy son. For they will turn away thy son from following me, that they may serve other gods, so will the anger of the Lord be kindled against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus shall ye deal with them, ye shall destroy their altars, break down their images, and cut down their groves, and burn their graven images with fire. For thou art and holy people unto the Lord thy God, the Lord thy God have chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, 
above all people that are upon the face of the earth. Amen. Now watch this now. One of the reasons why in the Old Testament God said don't mix with other nations was because uh, they would through reproduction rebirth a wicked thing. Because the nations that he was telling them to cast out were wicked. The Amorites, uh, Ammon and his brother, raped their sister. They did all type of stuff, them Amorites, man. They, I'm talking about they had cultic uh, 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 orgies and all that other type of stuff. Just, just a mad, mad tribe. And God said, you need to destroy them. Now, now we, we, gotta, we definitely got to update that scripture because we're not going around killing no one. But to destroy means we have to totally disconnect ourselves. Listen, catch the principle. We have to totally disconnect ourselves from their ways. They were sacrificing the food on the altar unto the God and then turning around right there around eat. And they were bringing all type of meats. They weren't bringing the, like God said, you bring me the firstborn and it has to be without spot or blemish. So it was the best. No, 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 not in pagan worship. Just go get, don't matter if he got sickness in his body and go get the unholy animals that God said, go get them too. We sacrificing everything. Then they would turn around after sacrificing them to God, party with it and eat it and put it in their bodies. They were a wicked and an evil nation. And he said, you got to destroy that and don't give them to your sons because your children will become like them and rebirth them. Now, you got to catch this. You got to listen to this. Leviticus 17 and 11 says that the life of the body is in the blood. So imagine now, you give, the, you give your son to them, you give their daughter to them, when they have intercourse and create a child, that child now becomes a blood lineage of that connection. Right? So God gave his people strict diets to prolong their lives and the lives of their offspring who would come from them. By mixing with other nations, who were evil and wicked, that word evil and wicked means out of control, ungodly, and unhealthy, God's people would become like them, out of control, ungodly, and unhealthy. Do you see what happens in the degeneration? The further you get away from God, the more comfortable you feel connecting with anything. And now it becomes you living your truth. I thought that was the truth. Now watch this. Scientists, I taught this years ago, scientists have discovered through epigenetic that not only are, can sicknesses be transmitted from one bloodline or one generation or from parent to child, but watch this. Even mindsets and mannerisms and even some traumas can be translated through the blood. So he said, destroy them people because you're going to rebirth their mindset. You're going to be rebirth their mannerism. You're going to rebirth their eating habits. You're going to rebirth an out of control and a wild group of folk. And I call you a holy people and consecrated you to me. Now, why is that important? Why, why, why is that important for us to know that? It's important for us to know that because we need to know 
what's going on in our families, what have we connected to? That's why some of us be running around here, man, we just, we just mess around and get to dating anybody, get pregnant with anybody. We don't know nothing about, we, we, don't know, we, don't, we don't know if they're capable of caring and taking and protecting me. We don't know nothing about their history. We don't know, we don't know none of that. It's just, it's just all about the hookup. It ain't about finding out nothing about this person's history, what lie, nothing about what you and I are about to reproduce. Because we could be reproducing a beautiful monster. Beautiful, cute, but a monster. So why is health, why is our health important? I got 10 reasons why our health is important. Number one, our health is important because lifespan is shortened in an unhealthy body. Isaiah 57, verse 1, New Living Translation said, Good people pass away. The godly often die before their time. But no one seems to care or wonder why. No one seems to understand that God is protecting them from the evil to come. I want to make sure I didn't skip anything because I, I saw something. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I didn't. I did. Number two, God is not. Why, do we, why is our health important? God is not pleased when we have unhealthy bodies. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19, New Living Translation says, Don't you realize that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who lives in you and was given to you by God? You do not belong to yourself. Amen. That ain't your body. Christian, saved person follower, spiritual person, call you whatever you want. I believe in God. Well, fine. That body is his. Amen. You don't have the right to do with that body what you want to do with it. Amen. That's his body now. When you pledged your allegiance to him and made him Savior and Lord of your life, you gave him not only your spirit, but you gave him your body. Amen. That's his body. And you need to be listening to the owner of the body so the owner of the body can tell you how to take care of the body. So that the owner of the body can get more life out of the body and by virtue of the owner getting more life out of the body, you get more life in the body. But are you listening? Are you listening? We, we look at the high sign, but are we listening? Can't tell I'm hungry. Number three. <laughs> when I make light of it. means nothing to me. Why is our health important? Number three. Purposes and visions are threatened in an unhealthy body. Purpose. Come on, say purposes and visions. See, you need your body to carry out God's vision and plan for your life. Now, it won't be the anointing that will kill you, but the anointing on your life and trying to operate in that anointing in an unhealthy body will bring you to a quick death. Because the anointing on your life, it pulls your body up to a whole nother level of operation than any other thing you would exert. Now, I'm only up here for 45, 55 minutes. If I take 10 more, you know, or 10 more after that, you get what I'm saying. But... They've already discovered that a pastor who preaches an hour, just this moment I'm up here, I'm actually working 16 hours in this one moment. Because of who I'm being used by and what I'm doing, that's right now, 16 hours worth of work. I do it twice, so I work 36 hours in one day. Ain't that amazing? No, 32 hours. No, that is not. 16, 16 is what? 32 hours, right? Okay, I want to make sure I get my math right. I did go to school. <laughs> Number four, 
Number four, let me stick over here to this word. <laughs> why, why, why is our health important? Well, number four, spiritual dimness occurs in an unhealthy body. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, in 1 Samuel, Eli the prophet was unhealthy. And because he was unhealthy, he did not check nor correct his sons who were having sex in the temple and defined the temple. They were eating out of the, uh, the articles of the temple. Watch this. He became overweight and went blind. Both of his sons died early. And because of Eli's weight, he fell backwards off his seat, broke his neck, and died. Spiritual dimness occurs in an unhealthy body. And see, we don't pay no attention because... The, where we've been anointing is still, we're still moving and flowing in that, man. It's still, and we're like, well, I'm still good. No, you're not. That anointing is God moving and just using your body. But what about all these other areas that you're not hearing God in? And I see it all the time in, in the body of Christ. The body of Christ is one of the most unhealthy organisms in the earth because we don't care. I had, a, I had a, 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 an acquaintance of mine was a bishop. I went to preach for him. And uh, I'm sitting over there. Dick and Josh was with me. And man, he, I, I mean, he was breathing so heavy. And I looked up for, I looked at Josh. And then I looked over there and I said, hey, Bishop. I said, man, what's going on? He said, man, I went to the doctor. And he said, I got high blood pressure and this, that, and other. And he told me I need to stop eating fry. And he's, he, he was an amazing fisher. If you want to go fishing with anybody, go fishing with him. Because you're going to catch something every time. And I'm talking about he catch, he catch coolers full. That's, I mean, I guess he was just an anointed fisherman. Right. And, and, and he said, the doctor told me I got to cut, eat that fried fish out. But I told the doctor, I ain't going to come up, bless my fish and keep on eating it. Three months later, he died. Now, the health professional told you what's killing you. And you thought that if you could just bless it, God would skip over it. And that's what we think. We can sit at the table with anything and bless it. And God, the prayer will skip over the sickness that's waiting on us to put it in our bodies. Don't work like that, God. For that that you don't know, yeah. For that that you don't know, you go to the restaurant. I don't want to miss y'all. They may give you some stuff that they shouldn't give you. I bless it. It's going to be all right. No evil shall befall me because I don't know what they're doing back there. So I better bless. See, I don't know how y'all eating. Don't bless y'all food. Like you need to bless it. Sanctify, nourish into the body. Bind all the harmful calories. Loose all the good ones. You don't know. <laughs> And died. Three months later, he died. Because he wouldn't stop eating. Watch this. The way the doctor said not to eat it. He didn't say stop eating fish. That's what he heard, though. When he said you can't have fried fish, he don't, don't eat the fried fish no more. He heard I can't eat fish. The thing that he liked, but that's not what he said. He said stop eating it fried. So he could have went to bake, brawl, could have got him a... Uh, an air fry? I can't remember the time we fried. We, we air fry, we air fry to, to life. I was going to say the devil, we ain't dying. We air fry to life. You better become a professional air fryer. Number, number five. Y'all keeping up today, boy. Come on now. <laughs> The word of God comes under uncalled for scrutiny in an unhealthy body. What do you mean, Pastor? Well, people who are watching your life in representation of God question God's effectiveness. 
we keep on dying early and he the God of life and we around here, we got more stuff, more medicine in our purse than anybody. And they're like, well, you want me to get saved? Hear how I say that? You, you want me to get saved? Don't look like you saved. Number six, families and homes come under, come under challenge in an unhealthy body. Time and money. By time, I mean because unhealthy bodies slow down and precious time can't be spent and it's taken away in other areas. And then money because unhealthy bodies cost more to keep up. Number seven, life costs more in an unhealthy body sooner or later. Higher insurances, medical bills, and you forfeit the enjoyment of life. Certain stuff you can't do no more because your body won't let you. Number eight, your future can have the challenge of stress rather than rest in an unhealthy body. Psalms 92.14, New Living Translation says, even in old age, they will still produce fruit. They will remain, they will remain vital and green. The King James say they will, in old age, we're supposed to be fat and flourishing. See, we say, we got it mixed up. We say you're in the prime of your years when you like at your 25, 30 stroke, you're at the prime. No, no, no. According to scripture, the prime of your years is when you hit 80. Prime of your years, according to the Bible, is when you're in old age. See, but we flipped it because of degeneration. We say you on your way out of here. And God said you just started living. We so far away from what the word is prescribing for us. We so far away. And why did, why did they see so many healings and stuff like that? Because let's just say this, God, they prayed right here. Y'all better catch that. That's powerful right there. Did you hear what I just said? The reason why some of them were able to see quick manifestation is because they prayed right here. Many of us are praying to God, and we're talking to God back here. Will you admit that the closer I am, the quicker I can get to you? Hmm. Now watch this. What number am I on? Number nine. Why do we need help? Lack of confidence, vitality, and get up in an unhealthy body. There's a lack of confidence, a lack of vitality, and a lack of get up in an unhealthy body. I was talking to my friend the other day, and uh, he was asking me about our, our morning prayer. And I was like, he said, what time you get up? I said, I get up about 4, about 445, about 435, 445. I said, and then no, normally by 459, I'm out the house. What? I say, yeah, man, I'm in the shower, brush my teeth, man, I'm, I'm out the house. He say, see there, see there, that, that whole skinny fell. He say, boy, it take my body that long to wake up. I said, well, it don't take me that long to move, man. He said, well, that's the difference. See, see, you got all your teeth in your, you just with the talk. you got all your teeth in your mouth, you know, got the old six-pack, just ain't nothing wrong with you. I said, well, I, I, you know, I, I got stuff that I'm working out. Nah, you can't see it. All right, dude, so what are you trying to say? I care about my health. Amen. Number 10, you ready for this? Well, and this lack of confidence, vitality, and get up in an unhealthy body, it becomes emotionally draining. And number 10, sickness has a greater chance of prevailing in an unhealthy body. The Bible says no weapon formed against you will prosper, right? Isaiah 54, 17, right? Isn't that what the scripture say? Is that scripture telling the truth? 
Yes, it is, right? But are you disregarding your body and health to make the scripture a lie to you? So you can't quote that scripture and then disregard it by not attending to your or policing your health. Did you hear what I just said? You can't quote that scripture and then turn around and not attend by, uh, to your body by policing your health. Can I give you one more thing? A lot of people died not because they weren't in faith, not because they were bad people, not because they did not believe God. They died because they did not consider the part that being healthy played in God's promise of long life, health, and strength. They didn't realize that the glorified body comes after this body and not while in it. See, we look so much to that glorified body, I can't wait that I get that glorified body. Well, guess what? You only get that body when you die, right? You pass into that body, but you're still living in this one. So don't be so, fo like, like, yeah, yeah, every now and then look up and man, hey, man, I, I'm going to get that glory. But you, you living in this one right now. So this one matters too. And you got to start treating it like it matters. People, this life, don't, I, I, I'm, I'm, I get frustrated when I hear people say, this life don't matter. If this life didn't matter, Jesus didn't need to die on the cross. I close with this right here. They didn't realize that the glorified body comes after this body and not while in it, and their bodies failed, not their faith. Ultimately, they got here because they went to be with the Father because death never wins over the believer. But think about visions and dreams and purposes and careers and promises that are, that are never gained and that are shortened and are not achieved, not finished, all because not, because, not on God's part, not because they, they weren't confessing. Not because they maybe weren't even abiding in those things. They never made sure that their body was healthy enough for the performance in those things. Because we don't think that health is a promise from the Father and that we have anything to do with it. That it's up to Him. But you play a part too. I'm going to stop right there. We'll pick up on this on next week. We're going to touch. Y'all going to come back? Because <laughs> the way y'all looking like, y'all got to come next week. Get the end of it. We'll talk about it some more. Were you blessed today? Amen. We'll talk about it some more on next week. Listen, I, I, the Bible says that, that you're the, 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 the pastor that God has given you, he's supposed to watch over your soul. And so when God gave me Revive, he told me, man, I want the people of God healthy. God wants us to, you know that there are certain things that God won't even put on your plate that you, you've been ordained to do, you've been assigned to do, but God won't even put them on your plate. Because if he gave them to you and your body was in the condition that it's in right now, you'd probably die doing it. God wants us healthy. Repeat after me. Say, Father, I recommit the whole of my life to you. I make myself now sensitive to your voice in the area of my health. It is my desire to live long on the earth, free from sickness and disease as you have promised. Speak to me, Lord, on what the proper diet and eating habits of my life should be. I receive it, I claim it in the name of Christ Jesus. Amen.
and amen. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast. If you were changed by this message today, help someone else by sharing on your social media platforms. You can partner with us to continue to reach more people by giving at rightwayccc.org or on the Givelify app. Make sure to subscribe so that you're the first to know when a new episode is available. Thanks for listening.